Welcome to That Mom Life. I'm a mom of three. And the whole point is that you need to have a village. A village is necessary to survive as a parent because being a parent is hard because there's no manual on how to do it. You rely on other people. So this week on That Mom Life, I've brought in someone that I look up to. Really, the city of Louisville looks up to. It's Shannon Cogan from Wave 3 News. Oh, that makes me tear up. I really, mean, it does. Well, one of the biggest reasons why I reached out to you is because you are very vocal about being a mom and what you deal with as a mom. And I think so many people do not have the courage to speak out because whether or not they're ashamed or privacy issues, but you are using your platform to talk about what you've gone through. Mm -hmm. So with you, I feel like you just have to start at the beginning. So how many children do you have? I have twin boys and they're 11 years old now, Colt and Cade. And I was working in Miami when I had them. You know, it's so interesting. Like when I first got into TV news, my desire was to make it to the Today Show or be a network correspondent. Today Show was my goal too at one point. I know. (laughs) I think we all wanted that, right? Um, And so I was working in Dallas as a morning anchor and working for a CBS O&O station and loved my job. And it was so weird. Like I almost remember the day I was walking to the gym and all of a sudden I was like, there's a baby over there. I want a baby. Like it was like someone like took a gun and shot me and said, now you want kids, you know, (laughs) all of a sudden then I must have children. I want children. So, um, Then I thought, well, talk to my husband. And he's like, yes, I think it's time. I mean, we were married for about 10 years at this point. And it wasn't so easy getting pregnant. You know, I think that's a a falsehood that most people think, oh, I'm just going to try to have kids and I'm going to have kids. Totally. Yeah. And then magically, I learned that one in eight women have fertility issues. Right. So so it's pretty much every room you're standing in, someone's struggling. Someone has. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so we tried for a long time. We ended up getting some assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a miscarriage. It was very early on. And then eventually um, we were in Miami at this point. Then I relocated and still working for CBS. And we had our kids and they I carried them for 38 weeks and they're twins. So That's, I gained 60 pounds. I'm proud of you. And I gained almost 60 pounds without having twins. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that, so wait, when you found out you were having twins... Were you scared oh. or were you just like, I was so, so happy. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. So excited. So thrilled. And first we were told we're having a boy and a girl. And then they said, no, I'm sorry. You're having two boys, which was perfect. I was so excited. And I just had my husband repaint the nursery. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'd had done like something cute, you know, on two different walls, but then they were born and it was um, an amazing, you know, your li- whole life changes. Like in an instant, it's incredible, I think. And we learned that our one little guy, uh, Colt, had a heart defect and that he would need open heart surgery. And they gave him one day to sort of get strong. And I had had a C-section and I remember being in the hospital room and they came to us at midnight to tell us. And I said, I have to see him. And they're like, well, you need to stand up first. And so I... I did, and we went down to go see him in the, he was in the neonatal intensive yeah. Yeah, care unit, and he just looked so small, and I said, hi, buddy, you're going to be okay, and you know, because they know your voice, mm-hmm. his little eyes, like, they were still closed, but they were, he was like trying to open them, and he was hearing my voice, it was so sweet, and so he had the open heart surgery, and I'm so grateful to this doctor, Dr. Marco Ricci, and 
It was a five-hour surgery. Oh, wow. On a heart that... tiny baby. And their hearts are like the size of a little walnut. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they're so small. So they had to reroute some of his pulmonary veins. And, um, And then when we saw him, he was... It was a shocking thing to see because his chest was open and they just have it covered with plastic so that they can monitor. And then he had so many wires going into him and we couldn't hold him. We had to go Mm -hmm. in with masks and gloves and gowns. And meanwhile, our other little guy was doing great, Cade. And um, so he was in the hospital for several weeks uh, and he wasn't getting better yet and they didn't really know why that his lungs weren't getting clear. And then, you know, this, and I, we, my husband and I and my mom, thank goodness, had come to help us. Thank goodness. Moms are amazing. Yes. I mean, we would have been mm-hmm. lost without her because with a baby at home, one in the hospital, and my husband had restaurants at the time. And so we were just trying to work all this out. So my husband would go at night. I would go during the day. And then my mom would go during like empty hours to right. make sure that we always were there and this one day they said we're going to do a routine procedure change the pick line very simple and I would usually leave just before the rush hour in Miami and I said something it was like a voice that said stay and so I said you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna stay here today while you're doing the procedure and while they were doing it he was crying and I was singing twinkle twinkle little star to him and all of a sudden he was gone he went into cardiac arrest and they quickly converted the room into a surgical mm-hmm. center and they had to reopen his chest again. They had to manually pump his heart to get it going. It took 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They put ice on his head. It was horrific. Um, and then in the doctor, uh, Ricci, thank goodness he was still there, came out after and he said, well, I got his heart going again. And he was on an ECMO machine at this point. And he said, but it's 50-50 how he's going to be. I don't know what his condition will be. So we didn't know if he was going to be in a wheelchair. Would he ever walk? Would he ever talk? So I've been so aggressive since we left the hospital with every therapy. He's still in physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. Um, And he's a blessing and a miracle. And... I do feel like it's so important for us to spread the word about how he's doing and all of the great organizations that have helped us along the way. And, you know, so I told him this yesterday, actually, I said, do you know that today that this is this week is congenital heart defect awareness week? And we were looking at pictures of how he used how he looked when he was in the hospital. And, you know, he can't he can't believe it either. Just seeing a tiny baby, and obviously right now I only have a, th- a three-month-old, two others, so I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, I've, I was, I've been very blessed to never have to go through something like that. But what's amazing are those children's hospitals that are right there to immediately take care of it, handle it, handle you, because I feel like also the nurses, everybody in there knows how to handle you, and you're dealing with postpartum for the first time, mm-hmm. so you're trying to put your own body back together again, especially after a C-section. Your hormones are I didn't, You know, it's so funny. I think when you're in that situation, like for me, I kind of went into like warrior mode. You have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think women are warriors, and that's the thing, and that's what I always tell my husband. It's like, when you get home with a baby, okay, taking care of a baby is hard enough, but you're taking care of you, but you have to keep going. You don't get to turn off Mom. Never. No. You can't. And to your point of you just knew to stay, mother's intuition is the most real thing. 
Totally agree. I mean, because I feel like my daughter will cough once and I'll look at her. And then <laughs> yes. I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm immediately like, well, I know we're going to the doctor at some point. Like, there is something about your child, your DNA, your blood. I don't know how it is linked. Totally. It just is linked. Mm-hmm. And regardless of whether or not they're a teeny tiny baby or 11 years old now. Mm-hmm. So your twin boys are now 11. How long have you been in Louisville? So we moved back six years ago and it was having it was having the twins and realizing it was very it was very difficult. Miami's a very large city. Yes. Um, I couldn't get home to see them at night. I would drop them off. They were going to a school. My son called his hearing loss and there was a great program called the Debbie School where they would take children with hearing loss and typically developing children like my son Cade and so I would drop them off downtown in the morning for this great program but then I wouldn't even see them again the whole entire day because I couldn't get home to see them at night and it was so it was such a stressful time and and I'm so grateful for that because it made me reprioritize Mm -hmm. life and say okay what life do I want? What mother do I want to be? What support system do I want? And my husband is from Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. He's one of nine kids and six of the siblings live here. That's wonderful. We didn't have any family members in Miami. We had a lot of wonderful friends, but you know, friends who have their own kids and their own stresses in their life. And so, and it was such an interesting, this is, I am such a believer in like God things. Mm Mm-hmm. That my sister-in-law here in Louisville, she's a real estate agent. Her name is Kitty Pfeiffer. And she gets this person who is looking for a house and she's driving him around town. And he happens to be the general manager of Wave. Convenient. I know. Ken Salvaggi is his name. Ken. Ken Yes. We're both on the Kentucky Derby Festival board together. Yes. (laughs) So Kitty said, oh, my sister-in-law is a news anchor in Miami. We've been trying to get them back here. So he calls me out of the blue and I happen to be coming home for Christmas. And so we meet and and it just made me go, you know what? This is what I need to do right now. And it's been the best, best decision. I mean, smaller market, but worth it. Yes. I mean, you, you know how it is. You move up the ranks in, in media. In if media. People, if you don't know, most of the time, if you want to increase your salary, move up, you have to move markets. It's just a part of the gig for, especially if you're a talent. Right. And so the fact that you, you went down in market size for sure in comparison to Miami, but what you're gaining. Oh, so much greater. Side, you're having a richer life. Much better. So now better. your schedule is because you're on in the evening. Right. Like at night, night. Right. So what is your schedule like with your kids now? I get up with them at 645. And thank goodness my husband gets up too because it kind of mm. takes two of us. It does. Yes. Um, Kate is very self-sufficient, but Colt does need some help and motivation to get going. And then when he leaves to take them to school, my husband, Kendall, at 730, I go right back to bed <laughs> because I'm so tired and I sleep for about two hours. So what time do you get home at night? Um, then I go into work at two and I anchor the three, the five, the six. I run, go home for dinner. And oh, you do? So this that's a huge oh my benefit. I see my children every night, give them baths, go through their homework. 
And then I go back to work about 9.30. You're just really fancy when you do it. And really, yes. Well, my kids say, you're two mommies. You're the one in the morning and the one at night. We yes. all are. Yes, with the fake lashes and stuff. <laughs> I do change my clothes, though, so I don't want to get spaghetti on my suit. You know. That makes sense. Um, and then I go back to do the 11. Then I get home at about midnight. And then I usually like then do something like clean out a drawer because I have energy, you know? So you're really falling asleep more like 2 a.m. It's like, yeah, 132. Yeah. And then you're up again with the kiddos. Right. That is not, that, that's part of the reason I also wanted to bring you on because um, for two reasons, I think every mom is an expert in something. You're an expert mom in media and you made your schedule work for you. Like you found the job that would yes. allow you in the city right. to do what you needed to do. And dealing with um, children with special needs, you found a community and based on the conversation you and I had before we even started, Louisville has given you those resources to help Cole. Yeah. Well, before, for when you have a child with special needs, you, there's so much more than just, oh, I found a great school. You need a team of wonderful doctors and we have a huge, he sees a lot of different doctors. And so, and I, and I wanted to find a great place that would provide him the wonderful therapy that he needs too. So thank goodness we found the kids center mm-hmm. here in town and also TheraPlace, two wonderful spots. And he initially was doing therapeutic horseback riding and now oh, he's I doing regular that. horseback riding, saddlebred, which is wonderful. So yeah, it's, um, and, th- and we're so lucky to have Norton Children's Hospital oh, here. We've been, the radio station has been partners with Norton Children's Hospital for the last 12 years and seeing what they do mm-hmm. for people never turning children away. I mean, it's absolutely amazing, regardless of whether or not you're in there for something silly in the emergency room, a fluke accident versus whatever you may be in there for. Right. They're there. So I I love that your schedule, you've positioned it because I do think it's so important to be able to eat around the dinner table. And I've always said that, too. I want to be able to see my kids in the morning and put them to bed at night. That is one of the biggest things as a mom, like regardless of how long I'm gone during the middle of the day, if yes. I still have those two pieces, I still feel more complete. I agree. And I And for us... And I agree with you completely. Dinner is so important. We don't have any TV on, no electronics. And I am a very fast cook. I think that you figure. Yeah, but we do a lot of fish. Takes like 10 minutes, you know. And we sit down for about an hour around the dinner table. You're still cooking? You cook? I cook. Do do you cook? I do. I love to cook. Yeah. I'm just, right now I'm in, okay, so I have to tell you my whole situation. So my husband and I, built a multi-generational home so we have 12 acres we literally built two. oh my gosh that's amazing we built two houses into one and so we have our house but then my parents are (gasps) connected to us so they have their own house it's connected to our house and then even my grandfather lives there so it's actually four generations in one house that's incredible that's awesome have to love your family key yeah um so so your mom cooks. My mom right now, because I just had the baby, and especially with going back to work, by um, what my husband and I set up, my parents were able to retire in November. So now the baby stays home with my parents every day when I leave for you work. You are so fortunate. It is the most... in How fabulous. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like getting emotional about this, but my it's it's been really hard coming back to work this time after baby three. Aww. And I know it's third baby, and it was my last baby, but I feel like with each child that's even more of a responsibility that I need to fulfill as a mom. And it's been hard. But then I told my husband, sometimes I just feel like going to work as much as I love my job. It is a job. It's taking me away from my kids. I have to keep plowing that field every day. That's on my shoulders. And he goes, but our kids couldn't have the life that they have 
without we did that. They couldn't be with their grandparents every day after school unless we did what we did. So it's like it all makes sense and it all comes full circle. And we are so lucky, which is part of the reason why I've never wanted to leave because of my parents being here. The situation we've set up, I've just continued moving up here in my company versus moving around. Right. Because family means more to me. And so I think building that support structure is everything and setting it up for a way that makes it work for you because I'm sure you have stay at home mom friends. Oh yes. Yes. And I do. It's so it's and some days and some days I have to say like I get so jealous. So jealous. Yes. Even though I love my job. Yep. And I love what I do. And I don't know if if I would be a successful stay at home mom. I don't think I would be either. But but then when they're saying like what they're doing and oh, I have to pick up the kids from school or, you know, go, I'm, I'm the room mom for the Valentine's Day. Like, I just I know it makes you yeah. kind of like want to like, why? I want to I want to I want to do that. I want to go to the zoo. In the middle I know. Of the day on yes, Tuesday. totally. I, I want to hang out that. at the. Yeah, we used to, you know, go to this pool all the time and and then so we would we would go during my dinner break and I'd be there while my anchor attire and all the moms would be in their swimsuits at the cover up and they'd been hanging out all day and you, you get so like I want to do that and especially on summer break oh or and Fridays like I have the hardest time with Friday nights <laughs> yes right and I'm like schlepping back to work at 9 30 and thinking of and, and you know I leave my house and the kids are snuggly with my husband watching you know a movie, a movie. yeah it's it yeah. is hard and then I, I talk to my stay-at-home mom friends and then I realize that's they, hard too they've a lot of them have struggled with like losing their self identity or their sense of self their whole identity outside of being a mom or sometimes they're they feel trapped in their situation like you can't run off to work and get even a break from the chaos that is being a mom because it is chaos and it's constant work it's constant laundry and dishes and messes and cleaning and cooking and constant needs and you don't get to go grab lunch with your friend on your lunch break at work or something like that you don't get to go put on a suit and get fancy or you and i especially around derby season we don't get to they don't get to go put on big hats and makeup and call it work and go play Mm -hmm. and i mean i know you and i both feel that they people do see the more glamorous side the fun side and it is fun it's still work it is and i think you just figure out like how to do it how to do it all and i just like for me i don't um i don't ever really sit right how do you sit right so like (laughs) when i go home for dinner break i throw in a load of laundry then i make dinner then we sit and then we talk and then i put the dishes in and then i go change the lawn you know it's just always you're always going and doing something because it's i function i function better that way actually yes with uh, a busy schedule and keeping things going oh I told my husband the other day, it's like, I can't stop and think ever in and equate. Here's how many hours I'm away from them versus I'm with them because that's not. No. Fair. And I try. And, to and there's that. no benefit no. for you to do that. Oh, and no, I think and you miserable. just. Right. And you just try to do the best that that you can. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you look at every mother out there has a challenge. Every mom. Every every mom and how they respond to it, mm-hmm. you know, is. I, I have, a, I just actually spent the last weekend in Miami with some girlfriends and some of their kids and all of them, everyone has, has their challenge and it's how you respond to it. And, and I think what's so important for me is that I surround myself with women 
who I admire who they are, but they're not going to judge me. No. And I think so many, so many people are, they like, they're like, oh, well, you know, she did that or, oh, you know, and I don't like life is too short to have people judge you. And and because, and we're, because at the end of the day, we are all just doing the best that we can. We are all doing the best that we can. And I think social media has played a huge part of people even judging from afar. And then what I always like to tell people is if you're following me on Instagram and all these things, you need to understand that's my digital resume. You're seeing the best of the best of the best. And so with that being said, understand that as a perception that Mm -hmm. someone is choosing for you to see. And I mean, that's why I love that you do get so open about the struggles you've had. But I do think that every single mom has struggled with something. And I remember I was in the hospital, I think after baby two, (laughs) I like that. I'm now like losing track of them, but the doctor looked at me because she is a woman, the pediatrician of four kids, three sons, and then she adopted a daughter. Amazing. And she looked at me and she says, it is quality of time, not quantity of time. And I have taken that to heart ever since she said that to me. She was like, when you're with your kids, be present. You have to go to work, but you have to go to work because you have to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. So be present, have quality time. I actually read something the other day and um, it was not, not really mean, just a quote, like, don't forget that you're human. It's okay to have a meltdown. Just don't unpack and live there. Cry it out, refocus and go to where you're headed. Oh, I love that. And I was like, that's how I feel. Like, it's okay to take a moment to freak out. Right. I, I love that. Well, I actually have there in my in my kitchen, there's a cabinet yeah. that when I open it up, it has it's like 10, 10 rules for a parent of special needs written by a child with special needs. And so when I'm having sometimes a rough day, I'm feeling like, well, I don't know why I'm going to cry about this. I don't. It's OK. I'm feeling it, too. I'm sorry. If I'm I don't know what's wrong hormones, with me today. <laughs> me, too. <laughs> Let's just sit here and cry. This will be a, this will be so entertaining for people. <laughs> They'll be like, gosh, these two are annoying. <laughs> going to sit there and weep at each other. But it's like, but it says things like you are the perfect parent for me. Because sometimes you feel like, oh, you know, I'm not doing the best. And it says it's okay. It's okay sometimes to be mad about it. And it's just these it's it's so great. I should have brought it to share it. Um, maybe I'll forward it to you Send and then you me. can we'll post, it, yeah, post it. it because it is it is the best. But actually, you know, talking about being present when, you know, the 2020 came and I was like, I am going to make new goals for myself. And so my theory for this year is present and productive. Productive mm. is kind of annoying, but I don't know. I was like, like there are things I want to do, like sew pillows for my living room. So I you still have, I bought the fabric, but husband and I are so bad about this. So many times we've said, we want to do this. We want to do this. And then like three months later, I'm like, we haven't done it yet. So to your point of productive, right, that makes sense. Being present and productive. How is the relationship between Colt and Cade? So they attend different schools okay now they have different groups of friends kate is super athletic loves to watch basketball and football games and colt's like that's not that's not for me i'm not interested in that it's so funny like (laughs) twins that are still so drastically different. oh they're so different well they're fraternal twins and i think even identical twins can be very very different but so our weekends are very different with what one wants to go to joanne fabrics colt to pick out his already fabric for his halloween costume that he's going to make with my mom (laughs) he's already figured out his halloween costume and it's february uh so they're just they're very very different but we always stress to them that your best friends no one is going to love you and care for you and watch your back like your twin throughout your life and what are their favorite things to do together 
<clears throat> they we like we watch movies together or we go out to eat together but yeah. there i mean there does even like the video games that they play oh, yeah. which i can't stand but um if that's even even that's different colt loves fortnite and minecraft and kate is into all of the foot basketball and football games my son on xbox would love colts because he's obsessed with minecraft oh my gosh uh, yes obsessed with minecraft sometimes he'll start a conversation and i'm like I don't know what a wither is. Like, I don't know what you're saying to me. And it's like, thanks for Minecraft. I'm like, oh, I hate that you're already into video games. Oh, but like, I all, know. It was all the rage with all of his friends at school and they all love it. It's crazy how it's just taken over. It is. It's it, insane. What do you yeah. think the hardest part of having twins has been for you? Has Was there a specific moment or is there a kind of like a certain ongoing struggle about that? That's a twins? great question. And it's one I've never really thought of. I just... When I look back at raising them that first year when you have twins, I can't even like imagine. I don't really know if I remember it. And especially having <laughs> especially having one who had medical complications and still came home with a feeding tube at two and a half months and and then I went and I went back to work, obviously. And I so I was doing what you were doing, pumping in an audio booth yeah. and the pumping life, the pumping work is so life at work. Yeah. It, I oh, have, yeah. Like, milk stains on my pants every day. Oh, I'm I trying know. To, like, disconnect the pump. I'm, oh, like, gosh. It goes everywhere. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Completely. It's a, it's a mess. <laughs> People are like, what's on you? I'm like, it's milk. It's yes. always milk. <laughs> what's on you? <laughs> well, because yeah. it's like sometimes I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I mean, the other day, <laughs> there was a clogged milk duct. I was just trying to fix it. And all of a sudden, I look down and I'm like, squirting. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yes. No. And I was like, ah! I mean, luckily it was by myself, but... Well, I, mean, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by myself. It's just Although that would be a great, like, TV show. Right? It totally would. The glamorous yeah. side of it all. Yeah. So, um... I We've never... We sort of, like, I would dress them in, like, sort of similar clothes, similar colors, but I've never been... That mom. The mom who would dress <laughs> them up in the exact same... And I always encourage them to be different and... They just split rooms up, oh, which they shared deal. for a long time. And it's so funny there. I mean, you walk in Colt's room is he loves the beach. So his comforter is the beach and he's got Legos everywhere and toys. And Cade's room is all UofL. I like that he's a UofL fan. Yeah. Oh, but my goodness. It's so His daddy went to school there. He's obsessed. That's really cool, though. So you've got two kids the same age, but completely different personalities so different so yeah. even though that they are the same age you're dealing with as if they were five years apart as far as just what they're into what they're doing right i remember some of my friends i thought it was crazy because before i had my third i said i wasn't going to have a third and i said one of the reasons i want to have a kid again is to experience labor again because my what son, i know right i'm crazy and so my, my second birth it was, i had no pain medication whatsoever it was oh. natural. again i'm crazy my goodness <laughs> third baby i I'm not going to say I failed. I tried to go all natural, but I got induced a week early. So my body was not as willing to participate. So I ended up with an epidural. But I said, wow, my mouth is like dropped here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good time. Wow. It, you like to experience things. To your point of being a warrior, though, to feel I've never felt a, oh, my gosh, I'm strong. My, I'm strong. Look what my body is capable of from like getting pregnant to growing humans, which is, it is crazy to fathom. And then your body somehow knows what to do to get the baby out. But truly it comes back to the experience I've had with my husband when I've been in labor. I've never felt closer to him than when he's helping me get through it. Like he is the best coach, like right there with me. And I'm like, 
screaming and he's right there. So I mean, like when I told my friends, I want to experience labor again. And that's what was the third time around too. So it's just, I tell people like when you ever look back and if you're a mom right now, that's like in the thick of it, like with a newborn, you get to the other side and you only remember the good parts. Right. That is so true. You only remember like the happiest times. And you know what it like going through and, when you have a baby and when you have a third baby and it, it teaches you now if someone has something that happens to them, um, I just go and bring them food. Oh, please. Instead of like, food. instead of snacks, like, what food. can I do to help you? you? No, no, no. Just do it. Just do it. And I was so grateful for, for to the people who did that for us. Oh my gosh. Yes. And then also like if someone's like, can I do something for you? Yes, you can go to the, can you go to the grocery store for me? You know what? I think that's the biggest thing. It is okay to say yes to help. Yes, absolutely. Say, yeah, it does not make you less of a mom. No, and then it actually all. makes that other people person feel they, feel good too. Yes, and then it actually is going to make you feel better, which makes you a better mother. Yes, I I have a terrible time accepting help, help always because I'm like I can do it, I can do it. Whether it's at work or at home, I think I can conquer the world alone. But then I give myself my own stress and anxiety over it. So it's like accepting help is one of the best things that you can do. Well, just say yes. It's right. Okay. And if you think you're the only one going through something, you and I both, like you said, you have a circle of friends. I have a circle of friends that we all have each other in like a group text or side text sometimes. Mm-hmm. Ask them. No question is typically off the table. And I found that most moms, if they've gone through labor, delivery, anything with children, they're not afraid to talk about any of it. No, so it ask. changes. Yeah. Oh, what, you're the, everything. Like no- I will, I could strip naked here right <laughs> now and wouldn't care. <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, with people looking, you know, walking by and I would pump in front of you. Right. right now, exactly. And yeah. Fact, I used to pump and do my shows live because <laughs> I was like, well, I got to do it. Things done. You there's so much time of just talking and you want to sound intelligent, like and offer the viewers information. So but that my kids know that week that I'm just like, I'm don't please don't even ask me. My husband's great. Sunday. Yeah, I'm back on Sunday. <laughs> In some form, I don't know what it will be. Might be just sprawled on the couch, but but I'll be there. But I'll be there. My eyes may or may not be open, but you can cuddle with me. Exactly. And actually, that's the, usually the one, like that two week time period too, because I thought I'm on the Kentucky Derby Festival board too, so it's like I'm oh, covering events. Are you crazy? Two, yes, I'm covering events from both sides. Um, oh my goodness! Listen, I got a passion for Kentucky Derby Festival. I was a Derby princess in 2009 when I was Aww. like a senior in college, and then ever since then, I'm like, all right. So, yes, now I'm just both sides. But that's usually the one week that I give myself more of that grace of. Right. It's okay. It's very temporary. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think that's the thing that I always go back to is like, this is temporary. Right. I am not being a terrible mother. No. And you have to. And sometimes you just can't do both. You just physically cannot. Just like if you have a sick child, you can't can't. do both. Exactly. You have to be home. You have to be present. Right. So, I mean, and that's where I go back to sometimes when the scale needs to tip and I need to go just be a mom or I need to just focus a little bit on work, which is never constant because if something happens with my kids, I'm out. Right. Even if it's derby week, I'm out. Right. I have to rearrange some things, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> you know what was the best? My So my son just got a service dog from Canine oh Companions for Independence. So explain to me like his need with the service dog because i feel like you've been so you've talked about this all over your social media all over wave three this dog is so cute so you know it's, it's so weird how life works so i used to work in orlando and canine companions for independence they have a facility there and i was a volunteer and i would help them raise money and MC their events and then i have this child with special needs and i never because colt's not in a wheelchair i didn't really know if it was the right thing and 
a friend of mine who's on the board reached out to me and said, Colt's the perfect person. They they actually match. My son does not have autism, but they have a lot of children with autism who have massive benefits. So um, that he does have speech impediments, uh, hearing loss. Um, He has to do a lot of strength activities. And so. Wink has been helping us with all of those things. He is wink. Wink. Wink knows 50 words. And so for Colt to say, wink, do this, he has to say it in a clear, loud voice. And so that's been a huge help. It's been a calming effect. So it's been amazing. But I took two weeks and it was the best. Two weeks with Colt. Cade and Kendall came on the weekends. But it was so like not to have work. Mm. and not to have to be anywhere else except with him to get training. And then we would have dinner at night. We would go for walks. That's so good. He would talk about, like, share so many things with me. It was was the best. One-on-one time with your children in general is huge. Yes. And then after a couple of days, too, of just the newness, and then he would, like, share deep things. It was incredible. So how long have you had Wink now? August 9th is when Wink officially became ours and so he's with you guys so, every single day yes he lives he's like just yes. he's a normal dog in that perspective he's there right. at your house every day yes have you seen a change in colt since the dog has gotten there the biggest change is when for instance we go to one of Cade's soccer tournaments and wink is there because before other children might not talk to colt and now they come up they talk to colt they ask him questions about wink oh and now wink um just helps him when we go to a restaurant he might get anxious and waiting and so now wink is there to help soothe him it's uh, yeah the dog is everywhere with us so she's so have, sweet does she have to ride in a car seat the dog no okay she just lays on the floorboard okay she lays on the floorboard and, and that was the, that's the one bad thing about her she's a lab golden cross and she sheds and oh, the fur no. is like my back seat of my car it is do you have leather seats at least no i have well i do but then i have the, the you know the floor. floor yeah oh gosh it is a disaster i've just given up I'm sure when you, that's another reason you need to change clothes when you're at home. Don't touch me. Don't right, touch me. exactly. Please don't get hair yeah, on me. Don't get hair all over me. Oh yeah. my gosh. Shannon, you are so wonderful to come in and share your story. And if you had a piece of advice to give moms in general, which I realize you could give a mom a thousand pieces of advice and you have already, even just by telling your story, is there something that really sticks with you every single day? being a mom that's mm-hmm. something that like if you could tell every mom something what would it be I would just say be kind to yourself because mm. we you it's tough mm-hmm. it is tough and give yourself grace and and just be kind to yourself and you know it's so funny before i had kids when i one of my girlfriends was like you used to give me advice all the time and blah it's so easy to do that when you don't have children and and after i had my kids she's like you don't give me advice anymore and i'm like because i realize that you Everyone will just, everyone figures it out. We all have our challenges and just be a, be a support, be a support to yourself. Be kind to yourself. I just saw this great sign that was like whisper sweet nothings to yourself. And I thought that's awesome. I'm being very bad about that right now. Well, it's so easy. I think to be like, I'm a bad mom. I'm work too much. I'm. You I know, don't I didn't, look good I today. Look, I haven't oh, lost please. all my baby weight. Like, oh, come on. That's the that's the place I'm in right now, and it's driving my husband crazy. But it's just like I don't feel myself yet, and it takes but it, it took forty w- weeks to grow a baby. Yeah, it's not going to be something that's overnight. But in my head, I'm just like, why am I not back to my size yet? I don't like the way that my pants fit. It's an, it's a. You're right. I need to be kind to myself. Yeah, focus on the positive, the side positive, yes. versus dwelling on the negative. And actually, I have a tendency right now, and I've never. I'm not usually this person. 
if I receive a compliment, I rebuttal with almost like mocking myself in that compliment when my husband does it. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Well, he's like, oh, you look really good. I'm like, you like the way my stomach looks? Like, why would I respond that way? You're complimenting me and I should have just say thank thank you you. versus being like, you find that attractive? Like, what am I doing? (laughs) That is so true, though. I need to take your advice versus actually um, I need to get back into the positive self-image side, which is very hard right after having a baby. It is hard. And I remember I when we left the hospital, I stupidly brought like my old jeans. Like I (laughs) thought I was going to (laughs) wear... I don't know why. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to wear this. I And I went to go. I mean, hello. No. What? I thought, like, hello. That was so, so you silly. Learn, you learn. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I do agree with you about the advice thing. Um, now I tell people that I will, if you ask for my advice, I will give my advice because that means you're reaching out to me. But I don't just like willy nilly offer parenting advice to people because <laughs> I agree with you. It's not my place. It is not what, unless you need me, because every parent needs to do what's right for them. Mm-hmm. So. And I think also you need to fill fill your brain with strong, healthy, good stuff. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Positive mm-hmm. things only. Pos- yes. Well, Shannon, we will be tuning into you, of course, on Wave 3 News, which we Thank love Wave 3 News. It's our sponsor with the radio station as well. But we've got this and welcome to the village. It's that mom life because I know you're in it, too.